Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. You're listening to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea Gillis. And I'm Steph Page. We're two Canadian expats now living in Australia and the UK. Between the two of us, we've been through the ringer in our travels, experiencing missed flights, volcanic eruptions, and even a terrorist attack. It's not all that extreme, though. We've also experienced heartwarming, life-changing moments and met amazing people along the way. So kick back and listen to All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. Welcome to another episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad. I'm Andrea. And I'm Steph. Steph, where are you? Steph's on the road, everyone, for those of you that don't know. I am. I am currently in, I just arrived this morning, Pine Creek, Northern Territory. I don't know where that is, but it sounds awesome. Is that where the crocodiles are? Steph posted a bunch of stuff on her Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Where she was hanging out with crocs. There are crocodiles everywhere here. It's just south of Darwin. Um... Yes, crocodiles oh, everywhere. Don't go near for the water. Don't go for any leisurely, beautiful walks. The crocs are everywhere because it's wet season. Yeah, stay away from the crocs. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Imagine that's how you died. I had that thought yesterday Eat on the croc, croc cruise. I was like, if this boat starts sinking, it won't be like some nice feel-good thing you see on you know, the news, how a boat sank and everyone came and saved them. No. All no. eaten by Crocs. It would be the worst death possible. That's how I felt in uh, when I went to Borneo and we took like daily boat rides to go out on like nature walks. Like we had to go in the river and mm. there was, was it alligators or Crocs? I can't remember. But anyway, same thing. It, we're just in this little boat and they're like, you know, if we capsize, like there's, they're everywhere under the water. Yeah. Game like, over. dinner. Yeah. Terrifying. <laughs> Absolutely terrifying. But anyways... Um, before we get into this week's episode, we yes. have a, a review we're going to read. Yeah, we have a new review. This is from Keith86. So thank you for the review. It says, yeah. one, one star, hypocrite. I'm sick of people who claim to be a humanist and then criticize a player fighting for what is just <laughs> and equal. Training equipment, access to coach and physio, to him and his fellow players. How are the players able oh. to play in the AO if they are out of shape? Oh, I didn't realize we were a sports <laughs> podcast. Um, what episode was this referring to? I'm not really... This This was referring to apparently something I tweeted, rolling my eyes at Djokovic, a tennis player, 
making a list of demands to uh. the Victorian government. And apparently that tweet upset someone so much they went, found our podcast and gave us a one-star review. I mean, <laughs> I read this and I was so confused. I'm like, did we talk about sports? I'm like, I would be the last person to be discussing sports on any like yeah. forum at all. Um, so... Well, thanks yeah. so much for the review, Keith. Yeah. We're so happy that you enjoy the podcast. And thanks for listening and all your support through yes. the last yes. couple of years. Um. And if anyone listening would love to counteract that one star with maybe a five star, please feel free to do so. Yeah. Because um. these are the people that come on. <laughs> yeah. And Steph... I hope we've learned to just not get involved on To never have an Twitter. opinion. That's the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. It's 2021. Of course it was a man. We should all know this by now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So moving on. So speaking of Steph on the Road, we are finally going to do an episode on caravan RV travel. RV life, Interchangeable baby. RV life. Yeah. This is something we, again, we've talked about doing this episode forever. And we're like, Steph's actually living this life right now. Um, And I'll be honest, there's not much I can really speak to on this. I mean, my only experience really being in um, a caravan was when I did Glastonbury a couple years ago, the festival over here in the UK. um, Mm. And we we rented a, a caravan for the weekend. So it wasn't really the same experience, but you know, we had a few days sleeping in a van. I was sleeping in a van with, you know, like six smelly boys and I'm not really sure if it's the same <laughs> as being on the road. Um, but you know, it was nice and cozy. Um, so yeah, Steph, you're going to be the expert in, uh, in this yes. week's episode. Yeah. Are you an how- expert? Would you say now? <laughs> I will say <laughs> the day of departure for this trip was the day the caravan was picked up. So there was no like pre-packing because obviously with everything going on, caravan sales are booming. Um, Yeah. So there's wait times to have to pick them up. Um, So it was like pick up on the road. And I certainly was not an expert when it was picked up, but I feel like I have learned an incredible amount I cannot wait mm-hmm. for the people who message us and be like, of course, how did you not know this? Because <laughs> well, we I get mean, a lot we of get that, a too. Lo- <laughs> we get a lot of those messages. Um, and again, guys, you know, any episode we've ever done, we've never come off. <laughs> or we, we don't like to come off anyways like we're experts in anything because we certainly aren't. These are just our experiences. So... <laughs> Yeah, maybe some of this is common sense to you regular folk out there. Um, I mean, I certainly don't know anything about yeah. driving around a caravan or what's, is it car- caravan, RV, what's camper van? So, uh, camper van's the one that you tow on a truck. Yeah. So you have a so camper van, don't you? No, no. So the terminology is different country by country. So we don't really need to, oh. I have a caravan. It's a 21 foot, basically home that towing behind the truck behind the U. yeah so in the uk we would call that a uh, a camper van no well and it's a caravan in australia it's a trailer in canada it's different everywhere yeah okay but i just wanted to clarify what we're talking about so it's like not a motor home steph's not driving around in like one of those motor homes (laughs) that you see people retire in some of those motor (laughs) homes cost like cost more than mansions like they're like yeah yeah, they're like they're like yachts on wheels 
Yeah. I mean, you talk, you talk, you see, you hear these people talking about, oh, we retired in a, a motor home. And it's like, have you seen that motor home? Yeah, like, yeah. they've got like an indoor pool. Like, yeah. They've got a butler. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no butler here. <laughs> yeah. Did you I look did at actually, some of these before you left? Yeah, I looked at a lot of them. And the thing was, is it was so hard because normally when you're making this big of an investment, because it was an investment, you know, you look at it and then you think, well, you kind of weigh the pros and cons, but because the market's so hot, because no one's leaving Australia, if you don't buy it the day you see it, it's gone. So there were a few I actually loved and really wanted to get and thought, oh, you know, I'll weigh the pros and cons. And they called me and they were like, sorry, it's gone. The day I looked at it, they were calling. That's um, like fl- flat hunting in London. Do you? I mean, yeah. it's the same thing. You look at a flat, you don't get to go see it two or three times like you put your deposit down then in there and yeah yeah (laughs) yeah so looked at a whole bunch kind of learned a bit while I was looking had a bunch of advice from different people about what to look for and what to ask so I wasn't flying blind but still even now I'm six weeks into this trip so I spent essentially um, two and a half weeks in or two weeks in South Australia and four weeks in Northern Territory um, and I feel like I've learned a shit ton and spent a lot of money. <laughs> Why? So what's the, been the expenses then? Because I feel like a lot of people think they get a van and they're on the road and with obviously, you know, gas or petrol, that's yeah. going to cost money. But what's, what's some of the expenses that people don't think about? Um, well, so thankfully before I left, I read tons of blogs of people who've done this before. And they all said, I don't care if you bought a brand new caravan and a brand new ute, plan to have some big things go wrong on the road that you'll have to fix. So thankfully, I was kind of prepared for shit to go wrong. Um, I have bought four new stabilizing legs. (laughs) Um, I don't, you need to explain what that is. Well, that's it, right? So every time you park a caravan (laughs) up, you pull up, you take it off the ute. And then there's four stabilizing legs on each corner, essentially, that you drop down. That holds them up. Yeah, because the caravan always has to be level. If it's not level, nothing, the shower won't work, the fridge won't work, um, the door won't shut. And it probably causes a lot of vertigo (laughs) then, right? If you're walking around like, ooh, why is this sloped? (laughs) It's like Ripley's house in Niagara Falls. Um, Yeah, yeah. No, it just doesn't work. So you have to learn how to park it exactly right and run in and check the level and then go out and make adjustments. And it's a whole thing, but... I'm like weirdly yeah. attracted to you right now. I'm just picturing you like <laughs> getting all like your hands dirty and doing, you know, typical. And I'm saying this in quotes, like men's work, you know, yeah. like imagine Steph oh. down there, pop, propping up the caravan and checking the oil, like all in slow motion and looking all like glistening in the sun. Ooh, Steph. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You need a That's shower. Exactly. Cold shower. <laughs> I did, will say I brought my like stupid overpriced Lulu yoga mat and I had these visions of, you know, waking up at 5.30 a.m. and doing yoga with the sunrise. And I did that once just because I was like, I should do this. But then it's only been used to lay on while changing the stabilizing legs. And it is now, it. it is greasy as hell. It's it's long gone. I need a new one at the end of this. But one of my favorite things about you is you always have it's your big plans that always come to fruition. And then like your little plans like, yeah, doing yoga every day. 
you never yeah. stand a chance. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like the things, you're... the ridiculous things people talk about and never do. I'll do those. But yeah. like, yeah, yeah. The everyday stuff. I just womp womp. You're so predictable. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay. So you had to learn how to basically like upkeep a, a caravan. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, buy things that I hadn't thought of. So I knew I needed a hose to connect the water and electricity didn't know you needed like a different hose for that out, like the water, wastewater. I mean, it's boring stuff right. like that, but things you just don't think of until, you know, you get to a caravan park, you park it up and you look around at other caravans and you see things. You're like, what? What's that? <laughs> what is that What you thing? got over there? Did, do you ever... <laughs> Do you ever do you ever ask any of your caravan like pals in the park like oh what's what what is this thing? <laughs> um, no, and only because the one thing is that so I'm traveling in the wet season, which is basically summer. It's forty degrees, seventy five to eighty percent humidity, down torrential downpours every day, which is when no one travels. So I've actually almost been in every single caravan park with almost no one around. Um, so the whole trip. Did you know that it was going to be wet season before you went or was this something you didn't plan for? (laughs) No, I did know that. And the roads actually flood everywhere. So sometimes you have to, you know, hang around in a town a day, maybe even a couple days longer than you planned because, um, you've got to wait for the roads that are flooded up North to, but did you know that was, did you know that was going to happen though before you left? Did you take that? Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I did know that. And people kept asking. They're like, why are you traveling during the wet season? And I'm like, well, it's was just how the circumstances worked out. So when you're when you're driving through like flooded areas, did, did you mm-hmm. have to, does that take a toll on the van? Like, Well, no, that, but that's it... what I mean. So the, I have an app that monitors where the roads are flooded and what's happening. So you see it ahead of you. So you actually don't travel while the roads are flooded. So I haven't actually, oh, okay. yeah, I haven't actually hit any of it because I'm sort of trailing along behind it, but you can make some major decisions based on it. So I was going to travel to Queensland from Northern Territory, but there's been a cyclone or two that have touched down in Queensland since I've been on the road. Um, and that's not really an option anymore. So now heading into Western Australia instead. Did you, did you guys set out like a plan? Um, not really, because the problem is, is right now it's everything's so unpredictable with, cause so in Australia, COVID is basically being managed state to state. And here it's like, if we get even one to five cases, the states all close their border to that other state. Um, so you couldn't really make a plan cause you didn't know what borders were going to be open by the time you got to them. So, so you just kind of got the van hopped in and you're like, I'm just going to go where the wind takes me exactly yeah well pretty much already two states since i've been on the road have closed their borders yeah Mm. and i'm just getting really lucky because i'm steering away from those states yeah leaving victoria heading into south australia it was funny because the first days of the trip were actually what i've done with you so went to mount gambier went to robe south australia still beautiful and I will say, we, we did, I, I don't want to talk about it too much, because guys, we talked about it, this in our Great Ocean Road Escapism episode, mm-hmm. but guess what the Blue Lake looked like this time, Andrea, that I was there at a different time of year. Was it actually blue? I feel no? like Mount Gambier has run the biggest con on people. 
Is that leg? Oh no! How is, can- it is not an impressive leg. <laughs> was it brown? Like was it even? Was it black? I mean, it was blue, but was all it even legs- there? <laughs> it was, was very it average blue leg still. <laughs> like, oh yeah, so- but so wait, did you actually do the? You, did you do the tour again? I didn't do the tour, but I did do the hike all around it. So I did the hike. There were some beautiful views of it. But I mean, I thought maybe heading in there in peak summer, you know, would be like popping blue. And it was not. But (laughs) when is it blue? Has anyone ever been to Lake Gambier when it's been like emerald, not emeralds, sapphire blue? Like that is what I was expecting. I am convinced the pictures of that online are just edited. Convinced. I mean, it's everything online is edited nowadays. True. True. So those towns were beautiful. They were still quaint. Nothing changed since we were last there. But the coolest part, see, and this is what I love about travel is just the new experiences and kind Mm -hmm. of like when you actually get that new feeling was heading up into the outback. It's a red desert. I would imagine the only way you can really travel the outback is like caravan travel. I wouldn't imagine it any other way. Yeah. I mean... And I think that's why the whole caravan came about. But kind of doing it now, you can see people could do it by car because there's roadhouses and cabins. But it seems really easy right now because it's empty everywhere. I'm not sure in peak season, you know, if cabins would be available and you don't want to be stuck sleeping in your car. You know, I would just imagine that would be the best way to experience it, though, like in a caravan. Like, I, I, I feel like there's certain trips that you do. Mm -hmm. there's just something really like cozy and homey about doing it in a caravan and like i would imagine there you can just like can you just you know prop your caravan up anywhere and or do you have to be in like a park there how does it work yeah definitely so everywhere so far done caravan parks uh it's been really easy nowhere's been booked out um but definitely prepared if we have to just park up and have everything ready for if that's necessary. The thing is, I will say, I don't know if until now, maybe where I am right now, I don't know if I would have felt safe enough doing that anywhere. Oh, that I was going to ask. That was one of my questions for you around safety in a caravan. Yeah, I like, really... how safe do you feel? Yeah, I mean, I have felt safe almost everywhere. But the amount of like burnt out and smashed out cars along the way, you can tell it's a highway for people dumping stolen or people who just break down and their car's not worth enough. It gets abandoned. And then you see the cars are all looted. Everything like the tires are ripped off and like every the cars are stripped and there's hundreds of them along the Stewart Highway. Um, That reminds me of parts of where we grew up. You see that (laughs) (laughs) like. In certain areas of Brantford, you just see a bunch of like burnt out cars. You're like, oh, I know that was stolen. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I definitely have stayed in two, one place where I would say I felt unsafe, um, where mm. in the morning it was like, okay, let's get out of here, where I feel like I just got really lucky that nothing happened. So Alice, yeah. Alice Springs is kind of this middle of Australia town where you can fly in and out of. They have a big airport. I mean big relative to yeah back australia um and most people fly in there to go do uluru which is one of australia's biggest sites and i'd heard alice spring wasn't that safe and i will say when i was there i was actually there for a week got the car serviced and did a whole bunch of things and i got glimpses 
into some of the town's issues. There's definitely some alcoholism issues, fighting, theft. And I got glimpses, but where I was staying was kind of far enough removed from town that I actually didn't see much of it. But then went to this town called Tennant Creek. In Alice Springs, had heard pretty bad things about Tennant Creek. But found, I use this app called Wikicamps, leaves reviews. And this caravan park had like 10 foot high fences with barbed wire all along the top, sliding gate, like cameras, just every security (laughs) precaution. Sounds very welcoming. (laughs) Well, I will say. Come stay here. I will say Alice Springs and Tennant Creek, that's what it was like. And it almost reminded me of South Africa a little bit where they have like the jagged glass on all the tops, like because just crime is so high. In a caravan park, then, like, with your actual caravan, like, what, you know, safety precautions can you take for, you know, to prevent, like, people breaking in? I mean, obviously, I know, like, doors lock, but is there anything else that you... Definitely. So, on... Oh, gosh, I'm going to use the wrong terminology now, but at the front of the caravan where you hook it onto the actual ute, it's like Mm -hmm. the ball, the hitch, I'm not using the right word, you can get alarms for that. So it's alarmed so people can't just hook up, connect it, and drive away. And then they range from, like, your average – it's like a door lock. You can get your average $15 one straight up to, like, if anyone touches ours, an alarm starts going, like, woo, Do alarms do anything, though, nowadays? Like, I mean, people that have car alarms, if anything, they're just more annoying. Like, people don't – you know, when you hear a car alarm go off, people don't flinch they don't automatically think like oh someone's breaking yeah. in yeah if one <laughs> you know started I mean? go- if one started going off in a caravan people definitely would because it's so abnormal okay. like they're not alarmed right. in terms of the door so yeah so yeah, but neither is a car right like sometimes you just drive too close to them and yeah it, the vibration the- goes off so someone <laughs> okay. would have to be actually like physically trying to pull it off to hook up to the caravan to drive oh i see got it okay so they're trying to like steal the caravan versus breaking into it yeah so not breaking in at all like this would be if someone's trying to back up their truck to connect to it to drive it off completely right steal the whole damn thing right um so that and then just you look up every caravan park you're going to you look up just safety features you read reviews you see what they offer is it a fenced-in caravan park? Is it wide open? Do they have cameras? Um, you yeah. should read about the safety of the town, which I think I learned in hindsight in Tennant Creek. I guess where you want to prop up your caravan. Like, these are the things you have to consider. Like, yeah, I guess what crime or safety yeah. is like where you yeah. are. But I guess it can happen anywhere. You know, you never really know. That's so true. So I guess it's... I mean, it's fun. It's funny that you mentioned this. When we... Uh, my only experience in a caravan when I went to Glastonbury... And there was one one night that I lost all my friends, and there was like a group of us. It was like I don't know, ten of us, and only two of us had keys, and I was not one of the people that had keys to get back into the caravan. So I went back. It was like three a.m., and I'm like, right, I'm gonna go back and hope that someone's back at the caravan. And that was the one night that my group of friends all stayed out until like seven a.m. Mm-hmm. Like they were out. So I was like locked out of this caravan. I was like, right, I need to get in, and I re- I saw that someone had left the bathroom window slightly cracked open i was like do you know what i'm gonna try to pop through the bathroom window because i could see the front door through the bathroom and i was like if i can get in this window then i can open the door from the inside and so i got half my body through (gasps) and those windows are small (laughs) they're tiny that's what i was thinking no they're small but i'm i'm pretty like 
limber and flexible um and i'm tall right so i could stand just on a little ledge and like pop open but i couldn't get my damn hips through that is what stopped me so i got half my body through and i was like i could almost reach the door to pull it open and my hips wouldn't go through and i was like if i try to shimmy any more through i am gonna get stuck (laughs) so (laughs) oh i would pay to see this I mean, anyone smaller would have easily been able to get through, but these damn hips. Um, so yeah, guys, lock lock your windows as well, because it's not hard to actually get through there. I mean, if I had someone to prop me up, push me mm-hmm. through, easy. <laughs> I will say, I don't think a single window has been cracked in here, only because it's bloody over 40 degrees out every day. Um, yeah. I will say the one thing in Alice Springs also that we had done was a new air conditioning unit <laughs> installed because that mm. old one was just not keeping up. And so that was a significant financial investment, well, but well, that's probably something it. people have to consider. Anyway, some of them don't have air conditioners. Oh my gosh. Like, well, that was one thing when I was looking, I made them all turn on the air conditioning unit to make sure it worked. Yeah. And that one did, but that was great when it was 18 degrees in Victoria and I was looking right as soon as you hit about 35 over 35 it was struggling Mm. yeah it was hot so check that before I mean yeah and I guess if you're going to be traveling in cold places check Check that the the heat works (laughs) yeah the heater the thing I brought a little heater um like one of those plug-in ones and I think I used it the first week at night but oh it's just so hot (laughs) I mean, uh, I was going to say, do you need a heater where you are? Probably not. Yeah. No, not definitely not now. But yeah, so it's been interesting. It's a really cool way to travel. There's things that you don't think of. So for example, I always want to stop and take pictures of things on the road. Mm-hmm. You can't just stop with a caravan, towing a caravan behind you. So it's, there's things I'm like, bah, as I'm driving by. Like, I wish I could have stopped for that. Um, which I didn't actually foresee that happening, but it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you have to plan ahead in terms of the things that you want to see so you can stop. And you know what I mean? Like, Yeah. There's just so many things you... you don't think of. So the thing is, because there's a, which is smart. I'm glad Northern Territory and Outback South Australia have done this. It's about every 15, 20 kilometers, there's like a road, a pit stop. Like not a rest stop with bathrooms and everything, but somewhere you could pull off, sleep if you needed to, garbage cans. They have those everywhere in Canada. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's for uh, like uh, people mostly that drive trucks for a living. Yeah. Yeah. They're just rest stops where exactly that. They just go pull off and are able to sleep. I think they legally have to have a lot of those now because when you're you're in a place like Australia or Canada where you could drive for literally days, they, they encourage people. And I think legally you have to pull off and sleep. I don't know what the Here they say every two hours. I was going to say, that was my next question, if there is, um, I mean, have you been keeping to that? Are you pulling off every two hours and having a little break? Pretty much. And mostly just like, oh, time to grab a coffee, like time to grab more water. Um, yeah. Just things I mean, I like guess that. you want a break every yeah. two hours. Like, I don't want to be in it. I mean, we've, Steph, you and I have done road trips, though. <laughs> we've driven way longer than two hours. I actually remember, and this is not specifically at a caravan, but we drove back from Manitoulin Island. Yeah. It was like a six hour drive. And within that drive, Steph got pulled over twice. Oh, I didn't get pulled <laughs> over twice. So I got pulled over once and I got a speeding ticket. So after that, oh, yeah. I was like, F it. I'm not driving anymore. Someone else drive. I think 
you might have been driving. And then you got pulled over and you were like, what am I doing? I'm not. And I looked around and every single other person in that van had their seatbelt on. And I was like, you've got to be bloody kidding me. And sure enough, the cop came to the side door of the van and looked right at me and gave me a ticket for not being like that's right because i yeah i was driving and i you know steph used to be quite a little speed demon and i stuck to the rules for the most part (laughs) i definitely have had my speeding ticket you know back in the day but not to the extent steph you yeah you you would like you were a little bit more lead foot but anyways but yeah i remember the second time i'm like why the fuck am i getting pulled over like i'm driving a hundred kilometers not miles guys down the highway and yeah and i remember we said to steph we're like hey we're willing to chip in for the speeding ticket we're not chipping in for the seatbelt ticket that's (laughs) all on you she's like i know (laughs) that was was horrible a double and that's not the first time i've had a double whammy either oh we always say that steph is like everyone always thinks steph is super lucky like she has a horseshoe stuck up her ass but she's on the equal end of yeah. unlucky as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like there's no in between with stuff where I'm pretty like in the middle. Like I feel like in my yeah. life, nothing, you know, crazy happens, but nothing crazy bad really happens either. Knock on wood. But Steph. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the either other. end of the spectrum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I hope that you're not speeding in a caravan. No, definitely not. That's just. Well, I'll say, though, the Northern Territory. These are my people here. The speed limit is 130 kilometers an hour everywhere. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, do they have any special rules, though, on the road for caravans? Yeah. I mean, you have to have special side view mirrors that are extended and go out so you can actually see what's behind the caravan. And Makes sense. You have to drive you would want a... anyways. Exactly. You have to drive according to having, you know, a big honker behind you. Um, but nothing really that I know of legally. Maybe someone will tell me if I'm wrong, but there's like, (sighs) maybe this is one of those things you should have looked into. (laughs) (laughs) There's unwritten rules. Like in here, they have road trains where it's, do you know what a road train is? I didn't, but it seems everyone else does. So a road train is basically transport trucks, but there's extension 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 like so what Mm -hmm. we would normally see a transport truck in canada there's like five or six of those behind it so it basically looks like a train on the road oh so i don't think i've ever seen one of those before yeah so there those are on the highway everywhere here and it's kind of just an unwritten rule that with a caravan you don't pass them because you're just too big and in the time i don't think yeah i mean I i don't think i'd want to pass anyone if i was driving around with a caravan tow i mean does it how is it driving with a big basically home on wheels towed in a car like do you have to get used to yeah dri- does it feel different driving like when you're taking turns and all that the first couple times it does and then you get used to it pretty quickly it just becomes okay. your new normal yeah it's just always more being hyper vigilant about what's around ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Mm. Which, I mean, you should be doing while you're driving anyways. Yes. Yeah. So. My I was always taught growing up that you have to be a defensive driver at all times. Yeah. My and no matter what situation. My dad used to say even well, I remember when I got my license and he said even if you get into a car accident and it's not your fault, it's your fault and you're not <gasps> driving my car. I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Because you have to be on the defense for other people." And I remember learning that. That was like one of the best driving tips i ever learned because it's true because mm-hmm. a lot of people you know they drive and they're like doing their own thing but they're not worrying about all the other idiots around them and yeah. so i always took that with me and i'm like that's true even if i get hit and legally it's not my fault i also should be vigilant of everything and everyone else around me have you ever been in an accident no i haven't never wow. been in an accident the worst i mean the worst thing that ever happened was like I slid on some ice once and my car kind of hit like underneath a bridge mm-hmm. and it didn't like, it was just like my headlight kind of fell off, but that wasn't, you know, that was icy Canada in the middle of winter, but yeah, never been in an accident. And especially when you're driving in the winter, you have to keep out, keep a lookout for other people. If they start getting too close to you, yeah. Um, if they're, you know, like it's just, and I would imagine in a caravan, that's where you have to start you probably have to be a lot more vigilant anyway. It's just for your own sake, but people around you might be really stupid. They might be like tailing behind you and in your blind spot. Like, I don't know. People are dumb on the road. (laughs) People are really bad drivers. I won't go into it now, but when I had to trade in my Canadian license for my Australian one, being in Mm. that licensing facility, I was like, I'm scared to drive in Australia now, even though I had been for years. But you just see some of the people on the roads and you're like, Totally. And this is exactly why anyone that has a driver's license, you have to be a defensive driver at all times. Good advice. So in terms of like accommodation, are you staying in the caravan every night? I mean, I'd imagine after like pimping out a sweet caravan, like you'd want to sleep in there all the time. Yeah, almost every single night. There's been, I think, three times now, three times now where proper got a room um one do you know have you heard of cooper pd before that's probably no, no. <laughs> um cooper pd's in south australia but it's known it gets so hot there andrea like the week before yeah. i got there it hit 48 and oh, wow it is you known sleep in a caravan in 48 degree weather and that was before the new ac and for our american (laughs) friends that's celsius not fahrenheit yes true um (laughs) so it is known as the town that actually lives underground so 
just like it sounds it sounds crazy but the people actually live underground a lot of the places where people work are underground just because it's it's cool yeah so i did get a room in an underground motel just for the experience of it which i've come to realize also like in canada we have basements why was the underground aspect so cool to me i was just about to say to you it that's a basement like that's (laughs) but there is no upstairs typically like it's just an entrance down and the entire accommodation is downstairs like under yeah but but yeah yeah i know i (laughs) thought of that basement while i was there i was like oh this is so cool and then driving away i was like wait a minute (laughs) and also you know you say that so toronto the underground path that Mm. everyone uses that in uh the winter time yeah which is kind of the same concept of just not being um exposed to the outside elements during extreme (laughs) weather conditions yeah so for those listening that are not from canada or even toronto yeah, there's just like an underground pathway that you can basically get through the entire downtown core area of Toronto by never going up onto street level. Yeah. Um, it's all under underground. It's, yeah, the path. I don't know how else to explain it, but you can walk around and it's like, you know, all the subways are obviously connected. Same idea, but for winter. <laughs> yeah, well, splashed out on a hotel to stay underground. And that hey, was actually for New Year's Eve, too. That just sh- That just goes to show how sometimes you know some good marketing if you <laughs> yeah. talk about something in a different or unique way people will fall for it so steph i'm glad <laughs> that you good... slept in a basement <laughs> well, sp- <laughs> speaking of a good old travel gimmick then the other, yeah. <laughs> the other time i got a hotel was um in a t- place called jabaru northern territory so it's mm-hmm. out near arnhem land which is kind of north east of the northern territory and there's literally almost nothing there. There's a mine, a hotel, and an airport. And the hotel mm. is a big crocodile hotel. It's in the shape of a croc. Oh my, that is such a gimmick, but I would totally <laughs> stay there as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'll tell you, this is when, you know how we constantly say things like, do your research, read what you're doing. So we booked scenic flights over Jabiru because it's stunning. Mm-hmm. 8 a.m. thought, you know, we'll do it while it's still cool because it gets stupid hot during the day. And then we just assumed because we were in Darwin, um, we were right near the airport. So we just assumed it departed from Darwin Airport. The night before, we're, you know, proper reading everything. More to see, like, do we need to wear closed-toed shoes for the flight? Like, what do we need? Yeah. And it says, departs Jabiru Airport. Please arrive by 7.30. And we're like, no. Oh. All right, how far is Jabiru? Three hours. <laughs> oh, it's a good thing you checked that beforehand, though. Oh, yeah. 4.30 in the morning, hitting the road, which is the most dangerous time because there's roos everywhere and wallabies, and it just becomes like a free-for-all with roadkill. But, yeah, 4.30 in the morning, hit the road to get to the Jabiru airport by 7.30 a.m. <laughs> Do you know what's funny, though, Steph? If I was there... That wouldn't have happened. We know that would not have happened. True. Very, Because when it comes to very particular things like that, I am like triple checking. Like if I'm ever in a city where there's more than one airport, I'm asking like people on the street, 
hi, can you confirm this airport? <laughs> it's like, you know, when you only get the letters, like the identifying letters and you're like, which, which is actually really frustrating. Cause then you're not really sure. Like it's the airport's named something like Pearson is YYZ, but yeah. like sometimes it doesn't make it very clear. Yeah. It's like, is that Pearson or is that Lester? What's the other one? Lester B. Anyways. But yeah. I'm always triple checking with airports. Billy Bishop. So yeah, next yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> or that's the one. Yeah. Next time, check with me, Steph, and I'll do the research. Yeah, I will. Because, well, the problem, that is the ultimate problem with these long-term trips is that if you're going away for one, two, three weeks, doing so much research is easy. When you're on the road for months on end, it's always like, okay, what's next week? What's in the coming days? Well, you get a little bit complacent probably, right? Because you're just like driving. You probably don't want to plan. Like it's, it is quite exhausting when you're on the road for a long time. Yeah. Planning every small detail. Like it, it, it does get you. I don't know what it's called, but it's like travelers fatigue, maybe planning ex- exhaustion fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Like I definitely get yeah. to the point where I'm like, okay, let's do this tomorrow. Sit down the night before and sort it out. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, like how long do you think you could sleep in a caravan for? What's, um, you know, are you getting sick of it yet? Is no, it hard not at all. A small? No, no, it's great. I feel like I'm still just getting into the swing of it. Even six weeks in, like I finally last night rearranged things so that they made more sense. I feel like I'm just, I don't know. I almost feel like by the time this trip is done, I'll just be like, just becoming an expert. Maybe you'll just stay living in a caravan. Maybe. Who knows? You, you did say I have better I th- internet connection than ever. You do. I mean, it's so funny. Steph and I, when we do this podcast, and normally when she's in her house in Melbourne, oh my God, it's terrible. It's. I'm surprised some weeks we can even get an episode out because it's like Steph cuts out. She's like, oh, hold on. I got to switch to the other connection. It's awful. And now she's like in the middle of butt fuck nowhere in a caravan and like connection is stronger yeah. than ever. Yeah. So there Apparently you go. Apparently I well, should do all work tethered to my phone (laughs) exactly well i have to say i was telling you this before we got on but you know us being on lockdown in the uk i was actually thinking the and it wasn't even this episode that brought this to mind and then it kind of worked out where i was like oh we're doing this episode this week but um so it's a combination of things us still on lockdown in the uk Mm -hmm. um we can't really travel anywhere pretty much everyone has blocked the uk from entering their country right now um now my driver's license in canada which i never exchanged over to a british one that expired on my birthday this year and i would have to make it back to canada um to sort it out before september which probably isn't going to happen so i was like oh well i guess i'll just do my driver's test over here like i've never actually learned how to drive so i don't know how to drive on the left hand side of the road so I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get my driver's license over here. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'll buy a camper van and use that to like cruise around the UK on weekends. So I've actually, I've been inspired where I might do this. I yes. mean, I'm hoping this yes. is like my plan for this year because I got fuck all else to do. So I'm like, oh, I'll study for a driving test. And then I'm going to take my cats with me. I mean, I could put oh cats in a, a van, right? They'd love I, it. Yes. And I can 100% help you plan for this. Yes. I'm already excited. Yes. I'll probably plan more for you than I did for me. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Oh, I love it. You need to do this. 
now everyone has to hold me accountable because I've said it on the podcast. I need to get my license. I need to learn how to drive over here. It's a shame that I let my license expire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Well, I didn't. I could have extended it here, but they told me I needed a new photo because my photo on my Canadian driver's license, I was 20 in it. And I'm 35 now. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They frown upon that. <laughs> Yeah, they're like, ma'am, you need a new photo. I'm like, why? I look better than ever. I look. <laughs> they're like, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, Can I tell awesome. you, one of the coolest things, though, about traveling by caravan is not. So, caravans are one of those things I never really thought about. You know, you see them on the road sometimes. I don't know. It's just like you. My eyes have been open to this whole other way of traveling. Because, you, you know, caravan parks are typically just on the fringe of towns, they're not right in the town. It's just been very different but what's so cool is so many of our listeners are either doing or planning the same not the same thing but like the same type of trip so we even have one listener sweetest girl she's literally a couple days behind me like doing all those towns too she's following you uh no (laughs) maybe no 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 um maybe we finally have like listeners that are stalking us that means we've made it right (laughs) (laughs) no no she's just doing a super cool trip for up to darwin and then heading back to melbourne because she had a month off i'm like that is badass why not and this is the great thing now for those people that are are working as well people can are all working from home yeah like you can literally you have decent internet connection fuck off for like a month and do I, a road trip i love how you literally you just bought a flat in london in the uk which seems is something that seems so unattainable to so many people living there and you get your yeah. flat and you're like i'm gonna go buy a van and live in it <laughs> i'm not gonna live in it i know weekend I know. trips <laughs> i mean i could but no i i mean that's not a bad idea rent out the flat yeah. No, I couldn't. I couldn't go just live in a van for that long. But no. you know, yeah. weekend trips. The UK is small enough that you can do a good weekend trip and see a lot of it. So yes, and I will say, to to round this out, since you work remotely now, you yep. can travel to Australia, still work here, and maybe you and I can go live on the road in the caravan for a couple months. Mm, maybe, but I have cats. I can't bring, bring the cats. My cats. Why not? Can you do that? Can you I just like fly cats over? Well, I, you can, but they have to quarantine when they get here. But since you'll have to quarantine anyways, it's perfect. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, let's work on me first getting my driver's license. Okay. <laughs> okay. And we'll take it from there. Or you can come over here. And once you've done your road trip in Australia, we go on a road trip in the UK. No, no, because I can't leave Australians. If they leave, they're not allowed back in. <laughs> No, not during quarantine, when it's all over. It is never all over. <laughs> I've come to I this know, depressing realization. <laughs> Trust me. As This is what, our fourth lockdown over here? This one's finally hit me. I feel it's like people in the UK people in the UK are making me laugh so much, too. Because in Australia, we're like, yeah, we beat it. We've got on top of it. If there's ever a breakout, we crush it in a few days. Like, we've owned this. And people in the UK are like, we're just waiting on the vaccine. <laughs> Yeah, (laughs) we've given up and we're waiting on the vaccine (laughs) yep basically i mean it's insane one in eight people now in the uk in uh london i think like it's crazy i'm not laughing but that's just so bad no it's not and that's the thing like i'm not laughing at covid you know it's it's horrible what's happening i am laughing at 
how ridiculous, like how it's been handled over here. Like it is laughable at yeah. how the government has fucked this up yeah. so badly in the UK. <laughs> We're in a tier five now, apparently. I didn't. I, how how far do these tiers go? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and this is why, if, if more than ever, I am inspired to get into a van and just because I've I've got the travel bug now, I really do. Yeah. Oh, okay, guys. Well, van life, caravan life. Uh, <laughs> if you're on the road, let us know how that's going. Yes. Um, give me some inspiration. Yes. And if anyone knows a good driving instructor in South London, please let me know because I need to learn how to drive. <laughs> and I am actually heading into Western Australia. Probably today, by the time this comes out, if anyone has any Western Australia tips, send those my way because I have not done any research for Western Australia yet other than for them to let me in. (laughs) Wonderful. All right. Perfect. Thanks, as always, for listening. See you next time. All the Shit I've Learned Abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel. You can listen to us on multiple platforms from iTunes to Google Play Music and more. And with that, please, if you have a chance, give us a five-star review on iTunes or whatever platform you listen on. That drives us up the charts and really, really helps us out. Want to support us on Patreon? Find us over at Shit I've Learned Abroad Pod and donations start as low as just $1. Also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.